again, I don't know what the singing sounds like back there, but up here, it really sounds good. <laughs> uh, so this morning... I want to go to the book of Acts, uh, and this, this may be more, um, I think it, bring, it brings out more things about God, as I mentioned uh, last Sunday and what I tried to preach on, but uh, this, and it, it does, but it, it also uh, teaches us some of the uh, brings out some of the traditions or the the way things are handled in the church, uh, and I think that's important. Uh, after having gone through uh, uh, some things last last Sunday, we had to handle, and and I learned that that uh, one of the words or phrases was not familiar to some, and. Uh, uh, well, maybe I need to. That's a downfall on my part on not covering this stuff more. But I, uh, and I pray that this will be spiritual as well. That something will come out. If God touches it. It will be. It'll be fine. But that we also learn something from it. Uh, anytime we read God's word, we should learn something from it. <laughs> uh, but in the first chapter of Acts. Uh, the uh, round, I want to start around the 21st verse. This is after Judas uh, is, uh, is dead. He's gone. Uh, and uh, so they have now 11 apostles. Uh, so they're going to, the apostles are going to handle this. <coughs> But it's, it's, in a, it's in a different way, a little different way, I guess, but not so much as how we handle stuff. Not so much, I guess, in, well, in, in deciding if someone is called to preach, we judge them. They start out by talking or praying or something. You think, okay, I think I see something there. Maybe, maybe there's not. But we have to judge that according to the Lord. And, uh, and, and so... Um, and then also, I, th I think this came to mind also at this point, uh, the deacons as well. And I preached recently, a few, some Sundays back, uh, about uh, deacons and ministers and, and the women in the church and so forth, and uh, how all that's, that comes about, what qualifications. So anyway, so they're, gonna, they're going to choose. We've got to find a 12th apostle here. So... Uh, and so there are some good things here, same things that we should do with these types of situations. Wherefore of these men which have accompanied uh, with us all the time that the Lord Jesus went in and out among us, beginning from the baptism of John unto that same day that he was taken up from us, must one be ordained to be a witness with us of his resurrection. So there's... There's the sentence there. They've got, okay, so which of these men, and we already see their criteria, someone that has accompanied us, accompanied, they were with them from the beginning, from the beginning to the resurrection. They were there. 
that would cut out a lot of folks, <laughs> a lot of men there. Uh, so that's, that's what they're going by. Now, uh, we don't we don't do that. Uh, we, we look at the qualifications of, a, for instance, a deacon uh, or a minister for that respect. Differences in some part, of course, but many similarities, and, and go from that. We don't say, well, who's been with us from the beginning? It could be someone that has just recently joined. I, you know, I don't know. But we'll go on. We'll go on here. But he's a witness to all the events that's taken place from when Jesus was baptized by John the Baptist through the resurrection. That's everything. That's everything. And I don't think about those, those people, those disciples. There are others besides the, the apostles, and I think of Mary and others and, and the mother of Jesus as well and, and all. And, okay, I know they're there, but I don't think about there's others that were there to see and witness all this stuff. So uh, they're going to find uh, one, one man to fill this, uh, this uh, criteria, to be the 12th apostle. And they appointed two, Joseph called Barsabas, who was surnamed Justus, and Matthias. So they got Matthias and Joseph. These are three, I don't know if that was the only two that had been there from the beginning, but these were the two that they appointed these two. Now, the next thing certainly is what we still do. And they prayed. And they prayed. Uh, <clears throat> and said, Thou Lord. So they're praying to God. They're, now they're, they're on the right track. They're, 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 they're good now. The apostles were not all. I think about Peter and so forth. They make mistakes. They will after this. <laughs> they do. Uh, but uh, they're, they're faithful, and, and, and they look to the Lord uh, when they have, they're using that spiritual mind uh, in, in their heart. Uh, so uh, thou, Lord, which knowest the hearts of all men, he's the one that knows. He's the only one that would truly know if uh, Matthias or Joseph are the ones. And then you pray, well, Lord, if they're not, Show us someone else then, uh, or, or, or we'll wait, you know, six weeks, months, years, whatever. Uh, thou knowest, uh, which knowest the hearts of all men, show whether of, these, whether of these two thou hast chosen. So they're saying he's chosen them to be the next apostle. And he does. He does choose. He selects the apostles. And I want to get over to Paul's experiences. I mean, that's what I'm heading for and the, some of the differences there and the, uh, from the other apostles. Uh, but uh, show whether of these two thou hast chosen, that he may take part of this ministry and apostleship from which Judas by transgression fell, that he might go to his own place. 26 verses, and they gave forth their lots. So they voted. They voted here. So I don't, I don't know if they're following, if the Lord's telling them within themselves, you know, what vote to cast and so forth. But uh, And the lot fell upon Matthias, and he was numbered with the 11 apostles. So they have their 12th apostle at this, at this point, and that's how they did it. Uh, now, uh, and I've seen, I know when, when I was ordained a deacon, there were... Uh, two others, two other men ordained with me at the same time. Uh, 
it, it was, it's always been interesting to me, so I'll just mention this and go on. It doesn't matter. But uh, in that ordination, uh, one of the men, he was married. He had a wife. Uh, I didn't, and neither did one of the, the other uh, subject. I don't like to call them candidates, but the other subject. We were not married. But what's interesting is both of our wives were in the congregation. They were there in our ordination. That was in 83, and, and so they were there. We just weren't married yet. I quickly took care of that, or maybe it's a group effort. I don't know. But uh, in the next year, pretty quick, month, within months. But uh, anyway, uh, so, but we, the church, Grace Church in Houston, uh, you know, you talk about stuff like that. You know, someone doesn't just get up one conference and say, I make a motion we have you know, someone, uh, you know, tie is serve as deacon. You know, we don't just surprise. There should be no surprises in conference. You know that. Discussion beforehand. We should all be aware of what's coming up in that conference and all. But, but, you, you, but you discuss that and you choose. And so I, unbeknownst to us, we didn't know. You we were being considered. They were thinking about uh, uh, calling some... Uh, ordaining some deacons there in the church, uh, but um, but there was there was a vote in conference for that. Uh, you know, what if someone had ought against me for something? What if I had done something? You know, well, no, I, they'd vote against it and all that. Uh, that is not so. That vote is not a test of fellowship. That's just no. Hey, I, and you stand up and you say your reasons for vote, voting no. And then the church decides and, and, and all that. Um, what we did last Sunday was a test of fellowship. It had to be unanimous. So there's differences there. So, and I always, you know, I'm bad about assuming, oh, everyone knows this and everyone knows that. I don't know that everyone knows these things. But anyway, so it ended up being the three of us and a young, pretty young, young men. And uh, anyway... Uh, so they did that. They cast their lots, and they chose Matthias here. So they've got, at this point, then they've got their 12 apostles. They're complete again. Uh, and uh, so, so I, we move on. Now, I'm going to go to the, the, uh, the ninth chapter of Acts and begin to, because uh, uh, obviously uh, Paul is not there. Or think, well, you know, I didn't choose Paul. Well, he was yet, in ninth chapter, yet breathing out threatenings and slaughter against the disciples of the Lord. That's what he was doing at that time. <laughs> You're not going to call him. He was not with them either from the beginning or from the middle or close to the end. He was persecuting them and the church and disciples of Christ, Christians, he was persecuting them. But uh, so in their criteria, I mean, he wouldn't have been even qualified anyway had he been a, a, a good man, you know, born again and all that, you know. So he wasn't there from the beginning. Uh, but again, God chooses. God chooses. And you know, think, oh, my goodness, why would he choose this person, you know, over that one and all that? He, he knows. The issue is, and the problem has always been in the church, that we have to use judgment and, and, and wisdom and also knowledge. We cannot live in a vacuum. We've got to know 
things out there and men and so forth when these things come up, when there's a need and, and all. Uh, so uh, anyway, so in the ninth chapter uh, of Acts, uh, it, it uh, tells about Paul, what he's doing. Um, he's, uh, uh, he's designing, let, in the second verse of this ninth chapter, he's designing letters to Damascus uh, uh, to bind uh, the Christians, men or women, uh, and bind them and bring them to Jerusalem. Uh, and so on his uh, road to Damascus, on the road to Damascus, we know his Damascus road experience, they call it, uh, he's, uh, he's struck down, uh, light from heaven, he fell to the earth, fourth, fourth verse. Jesus Christ speaks to him. So uh, we can't say that he never was before he was an apostle he never was in the presence of Jesus Christ you can't say he wasn't communicating and, and hearing what Jesus Christ says he, he did right there and he knew who he was who art thou Lord well who art thou but he said Lord master Lord master uh, he knew then he says I'm Jesus whom thou persecutest um, in the sixth verse it says and he trembling and astonished, said, Lord, what will thou have me to do? And the Lord said unto him, Arise and go into the city, and it shall be told thee what thou must do. So he's not telling him yet. He's calling him to his apostleship. He has chosen the apostle Paul. Uh, none of the twelve know this. They're not, they're not aware of this. What they're aware of is Paul is on his way to Damascus to put in chains men and women and drag them to Jerusalem and then put them to death. That's what he, what, that's what the twelve realize and know at this point. So uh, God certainly doesn't need their approval or their vote on who he chooses as the next apostle. He's doing that. Um, and so he has this divine experience that the, uh, Saul does. He's, he's Saul here still. So he has this divine experience. Uh, Jesus Christ himself strikes him down and tells him, go into the city and this, the, I'll tell you what you, uh, they'll be told. It shall be told thee what thou must do. Uh, so I'm going to jump on down. The, the 13th verse, it talks about Ananias. Ananias has the same reaction that I would have had. Uh, Lord, I have heard by many of this man how much evil he hath done to thy saints at Jerusalem. He knows him. Uh, and, and again, that's, that's all he's heard of him. Uh, now, Jesus answers Ananias in a moment, but I'm thinking of those uh, the qualifications of a bishop or a deacon, uh, and it's uh, of honest report, full of the Holy Ghost, and, and wisdom. Well, Saul, this is what he's heard about Saul. He is not a, 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 uh, a right subject as an apostle in Ananias' eyes. But God knows his heart. And he's changed his heart. <laughs> he's changed it. It's no longer a heart of stone. It's a fleshy heart. And his laws now at this point, are God's laws are written in the heart of of Saul. They're there. 
He's asked, what, what do you have me to do? He's, he's, I don't think at this point it's entering his mind where he was going and why he was going there. Uh, but he does not get any kind of amnesia and forget that, forget that. No, he knows. He knows what he did to the church because he recounts that through many, several times, even in, in, in the Bible, he does. Um, and then Ananias says, And here he hath authority from chief priests to bind all that call on thy name. So, uh, Lord, you must be mistaken. <laughs> this is not the guy. But the Lord said unto him, Go thy way, for he is a chosen vessel unto me to bear my name before the Gentiles and kings and the children of Israel. That's pretty much everybody. Children of Israel and the Gentiles and kings, which they're in there somewhere. Uh, but uh, so he's a chosen vessel unto me. Uh, and for I will show him how great things he must suffer for my name's sake. Uh, so that's, that's where it stands. Now, and we, we know, I'm not going to go into all the details about him being blinded and then uh, Ananias, what he does to heal him and so forth. Uh, but uh, he is called, Ananias receives him, and, and this, is, this is becoming this new uh, apostle. And I think, well, there's not been any ordination service, there's not been any laying on of hands. That's set up. That's set up. We have that in here, and we follow that. We follow that, uh, that godly uh, tradition. So then he, uh, he goes to uh, Damascus. He actually goes to Arabia. Uh, Saul does. He doesn't go. I don't know what what I would have done. I, sometimes I'll try to imagine. Well, what have I? What, what would I have done? And I might have just gone. I don't know. Maybe straight to the other twelve, and and try to okay. What? How does this thing work? And and all that. But he didn't. He's following God. Saul is at this point. That's who. What? What did you have me to do? And he's told what to do. But he goes off by himself. He goes to Arabia and then ends up at Damascus. And this is the number of years he hasn't even met any of the apostles, his fellow laborers, his, uh, 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 his uh, yoke fellows in the ministry. As I said, as I mentioned, my dad and Brother Cleaver and all would call them, but they would say yoke fellows, not fellows. Anyway, in the ministry. And so there's a, there's a camaraderie there and, and all, uh, I think a spiritual and a godly one. Uh, and, uh, and I'll get more into that when I go over to Galatians in a moment. But uh, so he goes to, to Arabia and then Damascus. Damascus and um, in the uh, uh, 22nd verse, it says, But Saul increased the more in strength and confounded the Jews, which dwelt at Damascus, proving that this is very Christ. He's preaching. He's exercising his gift. I think, I think about that. And would I love to have been a witness to that uh, at this point? I don't know about when he saw when he was persecuting the church, not that so much, and what all we read that they did to the Christians there. But, uh, but so he's preaching. He's confounding the Jews. So that doesn't Of course they don't believe that Jesus is the very Christ. Uh, but he's confounding them. It's like, well, we can't really answer to that that he just said. Don't know what it was. There's, it's not written here. 
so then, down in the 26th verse, it says, And when Saul was come to Jerusalem, he essayed to join himself to the disciples. So finally, finally, he goes to Jerusalem, where they are, and he, uh, he essayed him to join himself to the disciples, but they were all afraid of him. They were afraid of him. Just like Ananias. They didn't know. Like I said, they didn't know all what was going on. They still don't, or they wouldn't be afraid. But they're afraid of him uh, and believe not that he was a disciple. He's just a wolf in sheep's clothing. He's just, he's, you know, this is not right. We know this man. Uh, there, I, I know, I was going to say there was probably have been over uh, all these years. Uh, that the church existed, but I'm not going to say probably. Uh, those there's certainly those that that were that that they, uh, tricked or or misled the church or the disciples and somehow to get their way in there. There were false prophets and so forth. Uh, and and then there were others. I would say that uh, that a church would say we're going to ordain uh, this man to the ministry. Uh, or, or at first, of course, they either liberate or license them to exercise their gift to preach among the churches and in their church to judge if he actually is called to preach. And then you pray that the church judges wisely <laughs> uh, for the man and for the church. But, uh, uh, so, but at that point, there, there, there ought, have been men where people would, in other churches would question, wait, who? There must be another John Smith. Or something, because I know that guy. He lived this awful life. He did this, this, and this. Uh, well, Saul. <laughs> I don't know if anyone since Jesus Christ or since Saul has done as bad as Saul did, but but uh, I probably I don't know. But God gets a hold of him. But then that makes judgment for the church that much harder, because uh, we don't we don't want to make a mistake in this. It's too important. And again, the church is so much more important than, well, we've already, we, you know, we've liberated this guy or we're thinking that he's called to preach, but, uh, well, uh, and, and we don't feel he is now, and then uh, they back off. But, but some have been, there was, a, there was a, a deacon in the church down in central Texas uh, that was liberated for, I think, I don't know, 20, 30 years? Some, something's wrong. And then... They changed pastors and all, and they took care of it, and, and, and all of a sudden, oh, do you feel like you're called to preach? No, I don't. Okay, let's take care of this. What a terrible bird, but they didn't want to hurt his feelings. The church is more important than hurt feelings. So, and I know y'all feel that way about me, because, <laughs> no, y'all are so kind and, and, and charitable. Uh, but, uh, so, uh, this is, this is. Paul, at this point, he wants to say to join himself to the disciples. Now, in 2 Timothy, the first chapter, 2 Timothy, first chapter, uh, the uh, chapter 1, round verse 9, uh, well, I'm not going to read all this, but I'm going to run down to the 11th verse. But it's talking about Jesus Christ, who given uh, purpose and grace, which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began, but is now made manifest by the appearing of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Then he 
he says, uh, he hath brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. So it brings gospel, brings all that to light. It, it exposes that and reveals that. Then the apostle Paul says, uh, continuing the sentence, whereunto I am appointed a preacher and an apostle and a teacher of the Gentiles. So uh, he is he's appointed these things, but he didn't witness all that stuff, Jesus Christ, the events and so forth from the beginning or to the end, the resurrection and all, as Matthias did and Joseph back back then. But that's what that's what the apostle, the eleven, did back then. But God has called him uh, as an apostle here and a teacher and, and, and a preacher. Uh, now, let me go to where I really want to go, and that's Galatians, the, uh, I think the first chapter. Galatians chapter 1. Of course, the Apostle Paul here, wording this. Fifteenth um, verse says, But when it pleased God, who separated me from my mother's womb and called me by his grace to reveal his son in me, that I might preach him among the heathen, it's a Gentile, immediately I conferred not with flesh and blood, Neither went I up to Jerusalem to them which were apostles before me, but I went to Arabia and returned again unto Damascus. After three years, I went up to Jerusalem to see Peter and abode with him 15 days. But other apostles I saw none, save James, the Lord's brother. So now he's finally, he's met Peter in Jerusalem after three years. Uh, and James uh, there, that's all. So uh, he's met two of, of, of those 12. Uh, so now, now I'm going to go to the uh, second chapter. <clears throat> 14 years, 14 years. After I went up again to Jerusalem with Barnabas, I took Titus with me also. And I went up by revelation. And I'm going to come back. To, I'm going to hit this. Uh, and I went up by revelation and communicated unto them that, that gospel which I preach among the Gentiles, but privately to them which were of reputation, lest by any means I should run or had run in vain. And you can... You could replace the word run with, with preach. Uh, had I preached or had preached in vain, uh, should, yeah. And uh, so he's now, he's, and this second verse is, is what I first began with, and, and, uh, and this by revelation and so forth. Uh, this event here is the 15th chapter of Acts. The, the church uh, was having some, some trouble there. Some had come and said that, uh, not, uh, yeah, we're Christians and believe in Jesus Christ and all, but uh, you all that haven't been need to be circumcised, so they're bringing the law back into it, and that was wrong. 
And so Paul came to Jerusalem, and, but he says by revelation he came. Means he's, and he was big, and we see other places. He has a vision. The man in Macedonia, come and help, help us and all. And he, he does that. And when he was told not to go, oh, what is it, in eight, up in Asia, he didn't go, the spirit. Uh, so he, he guided. He was guided. That's what the apostle, well, he had no, he, he didn't have fellow laborers that he knew or could go to at that time. He's now come to them, but he was by himself. And he, everything up to this point that he has learned or had revealed to him was certainly by God. No one, no one else. Now, sort of, you know, Peter, he's met Peter and, and James here. Uh, but he, he went up by revelation. In, uh, let me just jump real quick, and I'm going to come right back. But in the 15th chapter of Acts, uh, And that's where it covers the problem. Uh, in the first verse, uh, men which came down from Judea taught the brethren, except you be circumcised after the manner of Moses, you cannot be saved. So Paul and Barnabas had no small dissension. So I guess it was pretty large dissension they had there. And so he's, he's, he's with Barnabas. Uh, so it says that uh, in disputing with... They determined, the church there, the de determined that Paul and Barnabas and certain other of them should go up to Jerusalem under the apostles and elders about this question. Well, Paul just said, I, I came here by revelation. This came to me, and I came. Well, here it says that the, uh, that the, the church said, well, you and certain other of, of these should go up to Jerusalem uh, and the, uh, under the apostles and elders about this question uh, and being brought on their way by the church they passed and so, so on and so forth there's no contradiction here the matter at hand was a church problem he needed he and Barnabas needed the authority of the church to go there now I don't know in all these back in history and uh, if you don't know what a peace meeting is uh, Probably should be thankful for that, but but uh, uh, there were many uh, back years before I was born. But uh, in troubles in the church, I don't know if every church gave their. They, some of them would appoint ministers or messengers to go to these peace meetings, and they talk for the weekend. They hear preaching and so forth, and try to settle problems. Uh, don't know if any peace meeting ever settled in settled in peace, <laughs> but uh, there are a bunch of men. That, I, I tell you what, they were not of, of a godly mind a lot of times. I'm not going to say all of them, uh, but uh, and some of them were the ones that started the problem in the first place. But so the church, he needed the church's authority. So that's not to say, he, and he says up here in the 20th verse, Now the things which I write unto you, behold, before God I lie not. I think if he was lying, he would have ducked about then. Not, no, he'd already been struck down once. <laughs> so uh, so he, I, I believe he did have a revelation. But then the church says, okay, y'all go. Maybe they responded to his revelation. Maybe he communicated that to them. Like, okay, this yeah, sounds right. Now, we were going to send you anyway or something. I don't know. All that's not in here. We don't need to know. Just know there's no contradiction here. And that some things need the authority of your church, your home church. 
And, and, and don't forget, and at this time, let me put this in here, that the church, and this is true today, the church of Jesus Christ is one church and one body. There are many different local respective churches, bodies. And yes, the, each one is sovereign. The decisions we make here, we're sovereign in that. Now, the results of some decision, decision may not go over well, and then it may have serious repercussions, but it's still one church. Here, it wasn't like that. They had the church at Ephesus. They had the church uh, at Philippi, uh, church uh, you know, all of Jerusalem, Antioch. It was the church at these places. It was one church. And so that's flowed through still as, as well. And so I'll just put that in there. So it's, it's the church. So, and that, so back in Galatians, that is the event in Jerusalem uh, that where he came to Jerusalem. And it's amazing. So this problem comes up, and he goes to Jerusalem, first time having met uh, what uh, uh, 10 of the apostles ever here. So uh, he goes, uh, and he communicated unto them the gospel which I preached among the Gentiles. So this is good. And I tell you, when someone is exercising, a man is exercising his, his gift to preach, uh, I always felt, and I tried to do this, uh, I was kind of forced in a way, but uh, that a young minister should, should get out. The first time that we hear that someone is being ordained to the ministry shouldn't be when they call set the time for his ordination. Who is, who is this? And, and Because it's very important, too, when you go to an ordination as a deacon or a minister, uh, uh, you have to go knowing that they are called to preach, or if the deacon, that they're, I mean, that's for that church, a deacon in that church and so forth, but it's in the church, and so it's very important. But uh, I, I feel like, and, and I try to do this in travel. I went uh, Mississippi, Louisiana, Arkansas, all over Texas, Oklahoma, and, and, on, and, and preach, and I thought, if I'm not called to preach, I want someone to tell me. And I'll back, fine, <laughs> back out. I don't want this if I'm not called. And plus, at the time, I think I've told y'all this. This is personal, but uh, uh, churches at that time, this would have been somewhere like what 2002 on up to 2006. But many churches in those states were without pastors, and I I felt a true, sincere calling to help those churches. Um, Brother Mike had told me at old school, said, well, I want you to be here. I want you to be here on a conference day, and you, you've got the third Sunday appointment, and so you're there then, and on as many Sundays as you can. And, and, and I couldn't, but I, I think I was following what God would have me to do. I saw that in the blessings there. And Brother Mike understood, no matter if he ever admitted it. But, uh, but uh, 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 <laughs> He was an interesting pastor to come up under as a, a growing minister. But I'll leave that there. Uh, but it's on video. Uh, so, uh, but I felt like that. But that's what one should do is get out and preach. Show other churches your gift. That's what the Apostle Paul did. He came to Jerusalem, finally, 14, 16, 18, 20 years later, and all after Arabia and Damascus. And preached, uh, has showed them and, and told them and preached what he preached among the Gentiles. So they could say, 
no, that is not right. Or, yeah, that is right in line. Because we don't preach a different gospel depending on the audience, of course, or the group of people. Of course, these were the heathens, the Gentiles, and then you have the Jews, the Israelites, and so forth, uh, so different ones, and, and, and God brought them, Jesus Christ brought them together. Uh, but the fact that he had first met these apostles here preaches them what he's been preaching, and it flows right in there. Don't you think God had to be in that? Uh, and I don't have all his sermons recorded all up through here at all, uh, but uh, the Apostle Paul, uh, and by this time he is Paul, but uh, uh, so uh, he comes and preaches to them the same that he's preached among the Gentiles. Then he says, uh, but privately, so that was one thing, but privately he went to them which were of reputation, lest by any means I should run or had run in vain. So he preached, it's like he, so I don't know, maybe he's thinking to himself, okay, I passed that test. They, they didn't say, you yeah, know, no, you're wrong on all this stuff. He preached everything, he preached to the Gentiles. Yeah, you're right on target. And he goes to others uh, privately, which were of reputation. Now, who was that? And there's no, again, there's no hierarchy or anything, but I tell you what, there's certain ministers that I go to, uh, to for counsel, and, and he did that here. Now, when, let me just get this real quick part of the ninth verse right there on, the same, on my same page. And when James, Cephas, and John, who seemed to be pillars, perceived the grace that was given unto me, they gave me to, Bar to Barnabas, gave to me and Barnabas the right hand of fellowship that we should go unto the heathen and they unto, and they unto the circumcision. Okay, to Israel, people, children of Israel. So I think there's the pillars. There are those of reputation. And they gave them the right hand of fellowship. Uh, yeah, the right hands of fellowship. So that's where we get that. And so now, he, 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 he is certainly fully recognized as an apostle by the other apostles. And that's who he went to privately. Uh, so he wanted to, to, uh, uh, to make sure there. Um, so, in my experience, uh, and this, is, this has been in, in secular situations as well as church uh, situations, uh, that I will gather whatever uh, advice, counsel, knowledge, wisdom, information that I can from others, but then I have to make that decision on what I am going to do. It's not like I go and talk to one or two or 12 people and say, okay, I've got, because you're going to get one, two, or 12 answers, and same with ministers, <laughs> and I have, but I gather that information. I'm not going to come back and just, okay, i got to do exactly what they just said. No, I then have to decide. I need to pray to the Lord because we're to please him, not men, not men. We're not to persuade men. We're to please God. And then we'll be blessed. We will uh, in that, as hard as it may be, in whatever it is. Um, and so, and, and I, uh, uh, I, 
I did that uh, before, certainly before last Sunday. Uh, spoke with seven ministers, Mississippi, Arkansas, and Texas, uh, of reputation, pillars of the church, uh, and, and not all of them had the same opinion, answer. But they all ended, I'll, I'll pray for you, I'll pray for you. And uh, so we are, I mean, we are authorized to do that. And it's like, well, I thought we were sovereign. Why do you have to go talk to someone else? That's what you, if Apostle Paul could do it, and he did it, certainly we are to do that. And it makes sense those that are either have a different perception of the situation, different experiences directly related to the situation, or those that have been through other things like that. I have not. And so I must speak. I love the church and this church enough to go do that. And uh, I could go to maybe the one or two. It's like, I think they'll give me the answer I want. Is that going to work out? That's me trying to persuade men and not God, not please God. It's not going to work out. So I must say, yeah, give me the medicine. And, and, and because I know they love me and they love this church uh, that much that they are going to tell me what uh, they, they truly believe of God uh, to do in a situation. And I'll continue to do that. Now I want to read you a quote. Uh, and I was going to go over to, uh, to Corinthians, but, but I, I won't. Uh, I don't believe uh, it's almost noon. But uh, Elder Harold Hunt, uh, from the time is in Tennessee, he, he spoke. When I went, I thought, well, I wonder, because I have a book of his on uh, Galatians, a commentary from Galatians. And I went, let me see what he says about uh, uh, chapter 2, verse 2. And he put a comment in there. He says, no matter how sure we may be of ourselves, nor how convinced we may be of our position, there is still a courtesy that is due to our fellow laborers. It's a courtesy as well. It's like, oh, you just went off and, and did such and such on, on your own and have mentioned it. It's sort of like, Oh, we're going to ordain this guy to the ministry, and it's like no one's even met him or heard of him and all. That's not right. Uh, but it's like all out of the blue, oh, you did this and all. Because, and the reason for that is it is the church. Amen. It's the church. Amen. You're not just a church sitting out there, and we, and we can't, we cannot live in a vacuum. I know that. Brother Ronnie and I, and, and I know other David Montgomery, we, we bore people to tears. I'm talking about church history and things that happen. You say one thing, and we're off. We're talking about this stuff. And, and I'll, throw, I'll throw Meredith in there as well on some of this stuff. But, uh, uh, and so we are aware and know these things. And growing up where I did as, as a minister, a son, and, and then grandson and so forth, and I saw things, I heard of things, we were exposed to things, and, and, and I'm older than some of you, yeah, that were born, what, the year after they got married, yeah. And so, uh, <laughs> I'll throw that out there, we're reminded of that. But, uh, we, we saw these things, and so you see it coming, you don't want to repeat bad history. Something good, yeah, oh, I want to do that. Well, follow Jesus Christ, and pray to him. And this has to do with your lives as well. Your lives and your homes, your households and all. 
and the way I see uh, you being blessed in that, I feel like uh, that you are doing that uh, from, from my view, from my perspective. Uh, but, uh, uh, but we have to be aware of these things and know them. But I tell you what, if, if uh, uh, again, I love this church so much. Uh, this local body and the church, of course, that goes without saying, but that uh, uh, that I will sacrifice uh, uh, myself. I'll make the hard decisions uh, if uh, because uh, this church, as I told you before, there is some reason uh, that this church uh, came out of conflict and came back into unity and peace. There's some reason or God wouldn't have blessed it. And I'm here to tell you that there's something important there. If is it just to glorify God in service to him? Maybe so. Then I'm happy to do it. But again, if I make a mistake that causes it to go turn into a wreck, uh, uh, I can't live with that. Uh, but, uh, uh, but I will try because, and it helps so much that I love you. Uh, so uh, God bless and keep you all in there. It's noon.